This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com. To the 15 to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker, like a torpedo. He came flying into the backfield, going for Hopkins. One-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins. The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Here we go. This is it. Caught by Kirk at the 20 at the 10. Touchdown. Oh, baby. How's that feel? Here's Craig Grealoux, Mike Jarecki, and Bertrand Berry. So if you look at the calendar, you'll see we're in the final week of May. You'll also see, if you look ahead a little bit, we're two months away from the starts of training camp. Let me say that again. Two months away from the starts of training camp. Doesn't seem that far away, gentlemen, as we say good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Cardinals Red Sea Reports. We will get more of the offseason ahead. We've got OTAs and minicamp coming up, but be trained to think we're just literally right around the corner. From the starts of training camp and knock on wood, let's hope that we have a normal training camp with fans in attendance at State Farm Stadium and watch the Cardinals here in 2021. But uh, to think that training camp is, well, it's it, it's in sight, if you will. It is in sight, and I know for a lot of guys that are training right now, getting themselves ready physically and, and, and mentally, uh, they're, they're ramping up. They're, they're starting to get their, their, their training regimens geared up to, to, to be ready to do it. And considering everything that happened last year, there's only one team that really feels like uh, last season was worth it. So the Cardinals, as well as the other 30 teams, are looking to to get back and improve on what they did the year before. So there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of enthusiasm. And with the draft picks and the free agents here, the Cardinals feel like they had a really good chance to do something good. And, and I'm looking forward to it. Craig, let's not rush it. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy some downtime in June and the early part of July. That is does not exist in the National Football <laughs> League. It is something literally every single week. And B-Train, you talked about the excitements, and there is a lot of excitements around the 2021 Cardinals draft class. We got a glimpse of it during rookie minicamp. MJ and I were out there for Friday, day one, but only about 20, 25 minutes. It was the entire weekend. And what we're hearing coming off those three days, MJ, is yes, everyone is in shape but more importantly is what we're hearing about Zayvon Collins the 16th overall pick and how quickly yes I understand it's just early it's very early but it's better to hear this as opposed to the opposite and that is that he is picking things up very quickly and acting like you would hope a Mike linebacker to act and that is the quarterback of the defense yeah the opportunity when we were out there he was he was obviously getting guys lined up he was communicating and you know it was more seven on seven just helmets and and shorts but the fact that he was vocal and and you know the thing is that I think B Train hit it on when when the Cardinals made the pick. This is his natural position, so you're not playing him out of position. So things will come a little bit more fluid to him. And I got to think when you get a guy like J.J. Watt and Jordan Phillips and Chandler and Buddha and Malcolm Butler, you know there'll be times because according to Billy Davis, and you're going to hear from Drew Grigson coming up here. Billy Davis said you know he's got to know where all these guys are lined up pre-snap. He's got to know where Watt's lining up where Buddha's lining up, Chandler, Marcus Golden. So, you know, we'll see how, how fast the game is for him initially. Um, but they're raving about him. 
Take me inside that Huddle B train when you guys get ready for that next snap. And there has to be one single voice, and that is the voice, the extension of the defensive coordinator, relaying the play call to everyone else. And now it's a rookie as opposed to a veteran. One, does it matter? And then two, what do you need to hear? What do you need to see in the eyes of Zayvon Collins to know that, yes, he can get us where we need to be on this play, on this drive during this game? It does matter because you don't have the familiarity with a rookie as you would a veteran. And, and the fact that he's never been in this situation at this level, you don't know how he's going to respond. And when you are Zayvon Collins and you're, you're looking at all pros and guys that are Super Bowl champions and guys that have been in this league for five-plus years, uh, it's daunting to think that they have to listen to you and, and they have to be willing to be led by you. And, and I think that will be – the greatest test to see if uh, J.J. Watt and, and, and Abuda Baker and, and, and all these other veterans are going to allow themselves to be led and, and, and be quiet when Zayvon Collins has to get that call out to all the other 10 guys on the field. So, uh, yeah, there is going to be that show and prove, but he's, he's on the right track from, from all we've heard. And, and the fact is, it's just going to take time. The only way that he can earn the respect and trust of those veterans is that he just goes out and he proves it each and every day. It's not something that he is going to magically appear, but if he does the work and, and he does what he's supposed to do, then he becomes one of them and they're going to have no problem allowing him to be that signal caller for the entire defense. And there is a reason why the Cardinals are so comfortable in handing Zayvon Collins, the keys, if you will, of the defense. And it's been this, not just a year-long process, but several years watching him develop from high school to college and now getting ready for the NFL. We've mentioned Drew Grigson before, the director of player personnel. His comments about Collins recently on the Big Red Rage when they knew that they needed to have him if he was able to be available at number 16. When we interviewed Zayvon uh, over Zoom, and he, you know, he pressed the, the leave button, we all looked at each other in the room like, oh boy. Like, it's almost like we knew that, that that was a guy, that this is going to be a consideration at 16. And then it evolved and it became what it was. And, and that's always in the back of your mind as the guys are falling. And we start to look at, is he even going to get past this team? Or is he going to get past this team? And then, sure enough, he fell right to us and, and we're, we were able to pick him. Uh, and again, we feel great about him at 16, but I think we got a steal at 16. And we saw in the latest episode of Cardinals Flight Plan, episode two, titled First Class, that once MJ, the Patriots, selected Mac Jones at 15, it was automatic. General Manager Steve Kimes saying Zayvon Collins is our guy. Yeah, and, and when it's all said and done, I mean, we'll see, you know, is he one of the better defensive players in this draft? I mean, clearly, you know, corners went, pass rushers went a couple safeties in the late first round. But, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that, you know, what he can do in this defense, and, again, they're going to have to do a better job stopping the run, putting pressure on the quarterback, you know. So, But I, I just like the fact that they, when you invest in a guy like that for a period of time and then you make the pick and then you go back and watch the film, you can say, you know what, uh, we're really excited about his future. And if you listen to Gregson on the Big Red Rage and here on the Cardinals Red Sea reports, look, we were only out there for 20, 25 minutes. The coaches, the front office, they were out there the entire weekend. Gregson on what he saw from Collins and the prospects of teaming Collins with last year's first-round pick, Isaiah Simmons. With his coach. 
command uh, of the huddle, with his command of the defense, his ability to make adjustments, even before he gets them from Vance. I mean, he's knocking stuff out. Um, you know, Vance telling me that if he makes a mistake, that's it. It doesn't happen again. You know, his, his ability to communicate with the rest of the defense, move people around, and be confident doing it. Now, I know it's still rookies, but it's going to be different, again, when it's, he's looking at J.J. Watt and, and Chandler Jones and Buda Baker. But, again, I think it, with his maturity and the respect that he's going to get from those guys, it's going to be an easy transition. Boy, Drew, just listening to you right there, that really bodes well. Absolutely. And, again, they're still not getting a ton at him. But what, just watching him out there, I, again, I, was, I, I, I left the first couple of practices today and, well, okay, that, this looks pretty good right now. So <laughs> we're wow. excited about him. Wow. Uh, you know, and, and having him inside calling the defense, uh, with Isaiah next to him, and those are two gigantic freaks in the middle of the field, and yes. it's just two incredible skill sets for for a Mike and Mo for us. Even with the disclaimer, B train that this is early, and it was just three days of rookie minicamp. And to your point, the veterans are not there, and Grigson brought that up as well. It's a whole new ball game when the entire team is together. But it is good to hear as opposed to what we might hear, or perhaps the opposite of what Grigson is talking about. Yeah, you just want him to come in and just be solid. Just know what he's supposed to do and and know how to to get everybody in position. You don't need him to be the rah-rah guy. You don't need him to to try to correct veterans. You just need him to go out there and be efficient at what you're asking him to do. And and thus far, uh, he's shown that he has the ability to do it with his peers uh, that came in with him. And it's going to be a test. And I and I can tell you, as a veteran, whenever you have rookies in the huddle with you, you're definitely looking at them a little while and making sure that they can stand up. Because once you get out there and, and, and it gets real, you, you, they have to be able to, to show and prove on their own. They can't rely on, on their teammates and the other veterans to, to get it done for them. They're going to have to stand on their own two feet and, and be able to accomplish their job and their mission. So uh, I, I think that Right now, it's a wait and see. You, you can only do what you've been asked to do thus far, and and once he gets in with the veterans, we'll see if he indeed has the the, the right DNA that everybody talks about. You know, Grigson also said we we got him to maybe pump the brakes because these guys haven't padded up yet. Yeah, he did bring that up when talking about the entire draft class. Quote, we don't know anything until these guys pad up. And that's the disclaimer, but when you're running around in helmets and shorts, this is all we have right now. It's a first impression. It's a PC alternative, and I think the guy that's going to benefit the most from this is going to be Isaiah Simmons. Now, last year, slow play. They wanted to work him at weak side. Now he's going to get a chance to possibly rush, cover guys down the field, possibly tight end. So... You're going to see the upside, but, you know, it's going to take some time. But, uh, you know, if these guys can get, you know, preseason games and obviously get, a, you know, some of the uh, playbook in before they install different things week to week, um, I think it could be exciting that front seven. And that's an important distinction to make because last year's rookies did not have a rookie minicamp or an off season. That's a 180 here in 2021, something linebackers coach Bill Davis discussed on the most recent episode of Cardinals Flight Plan on how much of an off season is going to benefit Zayvon Collins. I know it's such a crapshoot. You have no idea how it's going to unfold. Was I hoping he was there? Absolutely. And I was glad he was. We're making a concerted effort to get intelligent, high football IQ players. And Zayvon and Isaiah in the middle, uh, all the inside backers, they're the quarterbacks to our defense. Thank God we have the offseason. Thank God we're going to have a rookie camp. Last year was so hard on Isaiah. That was all the rookies. They were robbed of those chances to, to really absorb immense amount 
of information. And I can tell right now of all, you know, he'll be a very quick learner and hopefully we have the uh, reps on the field to where that, that actually goes even faster. Rookies were swimming, and they were swimming in the deep end, B-Train, last year, and, and now you hope it's a little bit easier or a lot easier in the words of Coach Davis. But that's, your, that's the voice of your former defensive coordinator when you were playing with the Arizona Cardinals, Coach Davis. He is not going to sugarcoat anything. He certainly sounds very high on what to expect from Zayvon Collins, even week one. And I think if anybody is going to know that, it is Coach Davis. And, and you know, he was also my position coach in 2008, so – I know Billy D very well, and, and I know his ability to relate to players and to be able to get the information to them when they can understand it and then apply it to the field. And, and he's a straight shooter, and, and that's the kind of coach you want as a young guy, a guy that's just going to tell you exactly what it is, and, and you have a decision to make. Once he gives it to you, it's, it's up to you to accept it or reject it. And I think for, for Zayvon and Isaiah, they, they are going to – really shine with, with with the Billy D because he just allows them to go out there and be themselves. He's not going to hold their feet to the fire and, and every little thing has to be so important. He wants overall production and, and sometimes that's not going to always be according to the script. But if they go out and get their job done, he's going to first want to congratulate you. And then once the week comes and it's time to make those corrections, he'll be able to do that. But I, I think they benefit tremendously from having Billy D or, or Coach Davis as their as their position coach. By the way, at least for me, the best part of Coach Davis on episode two of Cardinals Flight Plan, which by the by the way, available now via the Cardinals YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash AZ Cardinals, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the action is when he broke down the film of Zayvon Collins. Some highlights, some clips, if you will, of his work at Tulsa, and you get to see the versatility, the athleticism, and just the football IQ that he shows. Yeah, and he also mentioned he's kind of a throwback player, the way he's able to angle and get through some of the guards and tackles. Now, obviously, it's not Tulsa, but you like what you see on film, and you put better players around him he'll be more successful in his first season. Again, just a first impression here. We're going off of the 20-25 minutes that we had a chance to see, and then, of course, what the coaches in front office saw for three days. The day two pick, wide receiver Rondell Moore, also earning some high praise. We'll continue that discussion coming up next. It's the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Craig Riolu, Mike Jarecki, and Bertram Berry here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. With the 49th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Rundell Moore, receiver, Purdue. Just talked about trying to get faster over the top. I say that because there's a lot of buzz about them maybe trading up for Jalen Waddell, but Rondale Moore can fly. Low 4-3s. You can use him on some of these gadget plays. You get him on the fly sweeps, jet sweeps. The run after catch, not only is he fast, he is sturdy and strong. And once he breaks tackles and gets out in the open field, he's gone on the wheel route, double moves. He's got not only a second gear, but a third gear down the field. Listed at 5'7", a buck 81, and yes, those are not great numbers when you're looking at a wide receiver, but I'll say this as we welcome you back here to the Cardinals Red Sea Reports as we continue looking at the day one, day two picks of the 2021 Cardinals draft class with respects to what they did and what we've heard about the three-day rookie minicamp. MJ, he does not, talking about Rondell Moore, look like 5'7", a buck 81. This man is put together, and he is... Again, when you're looking at the other guys that were out there, it was it was not much of a difference. And 
Andy Isabella, listed, is taller, is bigger, but I'll say this, Rondell Moore, from appearance sake, looks bigger than Andy Isabella. He's got a you know a thick lower torso. You could see where that he gets his speed. He's able to turn turn on on a dime and change directions. Uh, I like what Daniel Jeremiah said there in the clip. You know, you got to find ways to use him. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's a case where you know. I think everyone kind of assumed those top three or four receivers are going to be off the board, a couple quarterbacks, uh, and then you know a couple defensive backs. And the fact that they got them at 49, um, and they've made uh, they made it very clear that these two guys, between Collins and and Moore, they're going to play right away. And he can play, be trained, whether that's outside receiver, inside receiver, in the slots, or I think where we'll really see him make his mark is on special teams, whether that's kickoff or punt return. But I do think it's going to be hard just because of his dynamic speed and his ability to run north, south, east, west, that Kingsbury is going to want to try to get more on the field in any way possible. Not at the expense of a DeAndre Hopkins or A.J. Green, but just a different look for defenses. There's going to be an opportunity for Rondell to make an impact on this team immediately, and that's up to Rondell. If he can get a get a grasp of the playbook and, and go out there and show that he can be that third receiver in the slot, or if it's being on punt return or kickoff return and, and getting a few uh, big returns and, and really setting up this offense, maybe taking one to the house, uh, he could definitely have an immediate impact. And it's just a matter of how much he's willing to to, to take on how much he can handle as a young man and as a rookie on this team and, and how much trust he's able to build up uh, with Coach Kingsbury and the rest of that offensive coaching staff. So th- the opportunities are there. Uh, this team definitely brought him in in the second round for a reason, and if he can live up to that, that second-round billing, then I think the Cardinals are going to feel great about what they have in their possession for the next couple of years. I like what you said there, B-Train, because it's the carryover, not just from the offseason to training camp to the regular season, but from the classroom onto the field. Some guys are quick learners. Others take a little bit longer. But can you, quote-unquote, master the playbook? And then can your skill sets, can you do what is in that playbook on the field? It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to actually go out and execute. Yeah, you got to be able to play as fast as, as you, you, you test out. A lot of guys, you see them, they run four threes, four fours, but then once they get on the field and they start thinking, that becomes more four five, four six. And if he can translate as fast with the, the ball in his hand and, and while he doesn't have the ball in his hand, then you have a really, really good weapon uh, at your disposal. So I, I'm rooting for the young man. I hope he can come in and, and really help this Cardinals team because they need as many playmakers as they can possibly get to help Kyler Murray out and, and, and make sure that they hold up their end of the bargain on the offensive side of the ball. You know, in 2018, he put up big, big numbers at Purdue. He graduated, I want to say, in two years. Um, I think he's been built for this. And, you know, I, I, again, when you're not a first-round pick, you come in with a chip on your shoulder. I agree. Before we hear from Drew Grigson, what about uh, adding another wide receiver? <laughs> yeah, B-Train, you're talking about playmakers. There is a playmaker out there that uh, has made it public that he wants outs of Atlanta. DeAndre Hopkins has made it public that he would love to be teammates with one Julio Jones. It's all kind of nice to play, you know, armchair general manager in this fantasy football, but uh, it is out there, and I don't think it's realistic. But, uh, hey, as Mike Jarecki likes to say, dreaming is free. Is it not, B-Train? It is, and one can dream all you want. And when you start coming back to reality and that salary cap hits you right in the face, then it it, it becomes a little more daunting. But the fact that Julio Jones is even a 
possible. I, I don't know what the situation is in Atlanta. I'm not going to speculate, but I don't know how you could botch that. A guy that's so beloved in that city and has done so much in that city, now all of a sudden wants out and, and they seem to want to ship him out. I understand new coach and new new front office, but I, there's no way I would ever let a Julio Jones just walk out the door or in any way try to push him out. And, and if the Cardinals could find any type of way to get him in the mix and, and, and have that third receiver, my goodness. Uh, I, I think not only with Coach Kingsbury, but, but, but Kyler Murray would be doing backflips on the way into the, the facility every single day, knowing that he has those three caliber receivers at his disposal. And all he's got to do is basically get the ball up and let them go play jump ball. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, that's quite the trio. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald decides to come back. Yes, it's, uh, dreaming is free. Now, that, again, that is that is the dream. The reality is who's on the roster, and that is D-Hop, and that is A.J. Green, and that is Rondell Moore. We talked about his speed, 4-2-9-40, and can squat 600 pounds. But that speed, something Drew Grigson talked about recently on the Big Red Rage. He's going to make us dynamic inside. He's arguably the best run-after-catch guy in this draft. When he hits it straight line, it's unbelievable. But this kid's ability to, to move laterally, and I mean, he, this kid teleports. He, he hasn't just changed direction. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unbelievable to, to, to watch. Um, he's a video game in real life. I heard, I heard one of the defensive coaches say the other day, this kid looks quick in slow motion. Um, I just, you know, when that, I just, I'm excited to see him for 17 games for us. This kid teleports that could be one of the lines of the offseason for the Arizona Cardinals and something that maybe Rondell Moore wants to put on a t-shirt or whatever in market but speaking of the 17 games for Moore and the Arizona Cardinals obviously week one against the Titans and then the home opener the following week against the Minnesota Vikings single game tickets bird gang on sale now visit azcardinals.com slash game ticks that's azcardinals.com slash game t-i-x it is fascinating fascinating to think about MJ when you have someone with that speed elements of a Rondell Moore and again two years ago it was Andy Isabella who had that speed and just hasn't been able to get over the hump if you will and be that consistent playmaker as a third or fourth wide receiver so now you go another option uh, another tr- crack at it because we know Kingsbury likes to spread the field out and likes to put the ball in Kyler Murray's hands get it out to your playmakers. Yeah, I think the when you look at the uh, the, the pecking order, the depth chart uh, with the wide receiver position, I mean, I still think we need to include Christian Kirk. Now, as for Isabella, he's going to have to make the t- the team in camp, and I don't know if he's eligible for the practice squad. Keyshawn Johnson, they they have AJ Green. They do similar things. Um, you know, AJ Green's still a good route runner, fifty fifty balls. You know, he can take some of the pressure off the other guys. But they're going to need some production, not only more. Also, Christian Kirk, I don't know if you can count on other guys until that we see it more in training camp or preseason games. And I'm glad you brought up Christian Kirk because he did have six touchdowns last year. That was a career high and tied for the team lead as far as receptions were concerned. And B-Train, that's that's kind of a guy that has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a, a little bit here this offseason because of A.J. Green's arrival and now Rondell Moore's arrival. But Kirk is entering the final year of his contract. This is a big season for him I think he's in a perfect position if, if I'm Christian Kurt and everybody's sleeping on me and, and looking at all of these other options if you will and, and all he has to do is just go back and say when I was on the field I was explosive I did what I needed to do and, and I could take the top off of a defense and I think people forget he was tied for the team leading touchdowns and, and he's a guy that 
he's got a lot to prove, and I think he's going to have his opportunities, and he's not going to be a guy that's going to be doubled. So he's going to have his chances to show what he can do in, in ideal situations, meaning that he'll be in one-on-one coverage uh, as far as, as the secondary trying to contain him. So if he plays this right and he has the right attitude and, and he approaches this the right way, this could be a very lucrative year for Christian Kirk and a guy that can go out and quickly remind everybody that I was once upon a time a high draft pick and, and when, when given the opportunity and, and if I can stay healthy, God willing, then I can show that again and, and really be a, a tremendous asset to this receiving court. Well said, and I agree about the health. And he's played through some injuries. They kind of been an ankle injury, maybe a little bit of hammy string, uh, growing. And then last year he dealt with COVID. But I, I couldn't agree more with B Train. He's in a perfect spot. If they want to double, they want to worry about Rondell Moore running past them. Christian Kirk, uh, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He knows that this team has gone out and drafted. Uh, wide receiver and, and made a, a trade for Hopkins. So he, the writing's on the wall. We have not heard from Kirk, but you can read his comments to Darren Urban of azcardinals.com, a great article up on azcardinals.com right now, speaking about what we just talked about because a lot of the focus is on Rondell Moore and his ability to kind of do everything, and it's something that was chronicled in Cardinals' flight plan. Let's take you inside that Cardinals draft room. Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury talking about their newest playmaker. Rondell Moore, the wideout kick returner. Vertical jump like 42 and a half inches. He's a dog. Like yeah. He's going to come in and think he's the man, be a pro. When the ball's in his hands, he is special, special. Immediate impact, returnability. He'll be ready to roll. And that's certainly, MJ, the hope that he comes in ready to roll. That is, if he's able to learn the playbook. And then, as we talked about, get that transformation from or that carryover from inside the classroom to the football field. I think when you look at him, you know, we know he's going to be the kick returner and punt returner. And that's the way he's going to get the balls in his hands again. But then, you know, how many times is he going to go three and four wide? Is he rotating with Christian Kirk based on coverage? So... Um, I do think that once he gets his feet wet with the return game and, and the fact that he has the ability to take it to the house and make one cut and hopefully get some blocking, that's where he's going to gain his um, his confidence and then we'll see it as a receiver. And the chip on his shoulder is very large. Hoped that he would hear his name called on day one. He had to wait until day two. But the issue with him or the knock on Moore is not so much his height but the fact that he only played a total of seven games the past two seasons. We have to go back, be trained to 2018 to kind of figure out what Rondell Moore is capable of doing, and it goes to that old adage, your best ability is availability. And if you're not available to play, then it really doesn't matter what you do and what type of talent and, and athletic ability you possess. And I think for, for, for this young man, it's just going to be we we got to see you go do it. And if he is up to the task and the bright lights aren't too big for him, then I think he's going to have a really big impact on this team in a very short period of time. And, and I look at the, the numbers as far as special teams are concerned. I mean, he can go in and, and he has an extra game now to actually pad those stats. I mean, if, if he plays it right, he could be one of the more prolific returners in the game because I just believe with this defense and, and, and how the games are, are officiated now, he's going to get more opportunities in special teams. And, and if he can take full advantage of that, then I think the sky's the limit for the young man. 
First ever true freshman to earn consensus All-American honors in Big Ten history. That's what Rondell, Rondell Moore accomplished in 2018. And now here we are in 2021, hoping to get back to that in 2018. And someone that uh, is certainly very appreciative of what the Cardinals have offered him, and that is that opportunity. Subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Listen to your favorite shows on the go, like Cardinals Underground, The Big Red Rage, and, of course, this show, the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. We have hit halftime here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. When we come back, back to the defense, and specifically that defensive line. Got some depth in there heading into this upcoming season. We'll talk about that next. Craig Rayolu, Mike Jarecki, and Bertram Berry here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Stafford takes the shotgun snap, three-step drop, looks right in trouble, and he's sacked back at the 20-yard line, dragged down by Jordan Phillips. How about that? The big man, Jordan Phillips, 6'6", 345 pounds. Grabbed Matthew Stafford and basically put him into the crockpot belly button. Great job by Jordan Phillips on nothing but a bull rush. Hoping to see more of that out of Jordan Phillips here in 2021. Only played nine games a season ago. Started the first eight, returned in week 14, and then re-injured that hamstring, and we did not see him the rest of the season as he spent the year on IR, the rest of the year on IR. We welcome you back here to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Craig Riolu, Mike Jarecki, and Bertram Berry talking about the defensive line and specifically those players that, uh, well, that are not named J.J. Watt. There are nine defensive linemen currently on the roster, and I think we all focus when we look at defensive players be trained in 2021. It's, oh, a healthy Chandler Jones. But don't forget... Jordan Phillips, as I mentioned, was not on the field a lot, and there was a lot of expectation on him coming off that season in Buffalo, and the Cardinals now hope to see that here in 2021, yes, alongside a J.J. Watt, but this is a big season for Mr. Phillips. It is a big season for Mr. Phillips, and I think it's a big season for the defensive line as a whole. Looking at the idea of having a first-year linebacker and a second-year linebacker in the middle of your defense, you better have some some resistance at the very front of that defensive core and, and, and that's the, the defensive line. So if those guys can go out there and play well and really establish the line of scrimmage and, and establish the style of play, it makes their jobs that much easier. And I know for David Collins and Isaiah Simmons, they will really appreciate uh, a defensive line that's aggressive and, and, and playing on the offensive side, uh, side of the ball. So... Uh, I think it's imperative uh, to 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 have this defensive line really step up and be the leaders that they're called to be. And there's a lot of different names on that defensive line, and I think that's by design. And I think Coach Joseph and Coach Kingsbury are going to ask a lot of them, but those are, are men that have shown when they're healthy they can handle that. So it's just a matter of them going out, making sure that they're healthy and, and, and ready to go. And, and once they roll the balls out for real, I, I think – those guys up front, along with the backups, will provide a, a real stable foundation for this defense to be built upon. Craig, you mentioned they have nine on the roster. Normally you go into the season with seven. Uh, obviously you can maybe try to slide to the practice squad. Now they've invested um, in Zach Allen and 
uh, Lucky Fotu and Rashard Lawrence and Michael Dogby. And so you got to think those guys are probably the leaders. And you never say a position is set because you're always looking to approve the last guy at that spot. Uh, but I don't think that's a need right now, the defensive line, based on what they have on, on the roster right now. Well, they run a 3-4, but we've seen how many times Vance Joseph go with just two down linemen. Yeah. Or sometimes there'll be no hands in the dirts, and we're loading up at linebacker or cornerback. So we've seen different looks out of that defense. But to your point, MJ, as far as that defensive line and where we're at right now, mid, mid-May, head coach Cliff Kingsbury on what he thinks he has in that defensive lineman room. With the addition of JJ, the, the young guys who were drafted last year, signing Jordan Phillips, uh, we really like where it's at. Uh, I think with Coach Buck and, and what he brings to the table with those young guys mixed in with some vets who've had a ton of success in this league, it's going to be a great room. And I think a lot of eyes will be on Zach Allen this season because we did see him, MJ, flash at times a year ago. And now it's just a matter of, one, staying healthy and then being consistent doing it week in and week out. Of course, uh, always staying healthy. And in fairness to him, he played 14 games. I mean, there was times that he came out when the locker room came back out. And, uh, you know, he had his come out party uh, um, in Philadelphia last year when the Cardinals played them. Um, Again, he's going to be part of the rotation. I would think when you look at Phillips, healthy, and J.J. Watt, they're probably going to get the majority of the snaps. But also you can line him outside very similar to, to Kylie Fitz. And, uh, you know, that's where you're just looking to stop the run and put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, he can guy that can even line up outside and be that edge rusher, if you will, even with his hand in the dirt. But you talked about that game against the Eagles in week 15, 11 tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, a quarterback hit, a pass defense. You're not going to get that every week out of him, B-Train, but certainly you can see his potential. Now it's just a matter of seeing it week in and week out. Yeah, you want to see him just be available every single week. There's going to be 17 games played. You want him to play 17 games. And as long as he's available, then he has a chance to get better. And, and you, you want to see him stout at the line of at the point of attack when you start talking about run defense because we get so caught up in, in stats and sacks and all those different things. But as defensive linemen, you really have to, to, to be strong against the run in order to have the opportunities to rush the passer. So you, you got to be able to play that run first, and, and it's got to be something that you take pride in. And if he can take that element of his game to the next level and then add it to what he's already got, then we, we've got ourselves something really special. But I think all of those guys collectively are going to have to make sure that stopping the run is the first priority as far as playing defensive line. And then once you take care of that business, then you can pin your ears back and go get after quarterback. I look at the offense right now, and yes, you can tweak it. Uh, I think we know what the starting lineup would be right now. Um, so, I mean, you could always add, but we'll see how it shakes out at the back end of the roster there. But defensively, I, I still think a corner could be an option. Devontae uh, Campbell's still out there. I get a little experience depending on what happens with Jordan Hicks. So I don't think they're done yet, um, but I do think if you're going to add, it would be on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and not in that defensive lineman room where right now I think you are pretty set with what you've got, especially a lot of long, young talent. Yep. And Allen certainly ready to be that guy or take that next step. We take you back to that Week 15 game against the Eagles and the day after, after watching the film, here's what head coach Cliff Kingsbury had to say about his young defensive lineman. He's always tried to do everything like we, we've – told him to do it which as a coach you appreciate I mean we told him to get stronger spent all offseason here working out and getting bigger 
Um, you know, he just had a couple injuries that, that had slowed him down. But to get him back out there and watch the, the success he's having is, is cool to see. He's a guy who, um, you know, is uber productive in college. He, he tends to always be around the quarterback when he's in there. Six foot five, 285 pounds, started seven games, and we certainly expect that number maybe to be about the same depending on how many you know defense alignment starts a ball game. But as you heard Kingsbury say, it's been a little bit of a challenge, if you will, for Zach Allen the first couple of seasons dealing with his health. Here is the aforementioned Zach Allen earlier this season talking just that. Yeah, I definitely kind of felt like it's all coming together a little bit. So uh, it's been um... – you know, not the easiest, you know, kind of two years so far, but uh, hopefully it's just something that I can build on and, you know, really build a consistent um, and knock on wood healthy career. <laughs> you know, we focus so much on Sean Coogler and, you know, the offensive staff, but, you know, it needs to be said, Brinson Buckner, I mean, he had to break those guys down last year, Lecky and, and Rashard Lawrence, and you know, it wasn't easy. I mean, he had to break them down to build them up. So I just think having, you know, Buck in there with these young guys and obviously, you know, J.J. Watt and Phillips, hopefully they can take some leadership role. But I really like the fact that, you know, Buck's been here a couple of years now and you're going to see the difference in that rush defense. Well, you mentioned Fotu and Lawrence, two players that, again, had trouble staying on the field, staying available last year. And there is a lot to like, B-Train, about those two young draft picks. But, again, it goes back to being available to show the coaches that, yes, you can produce at this level. And I really feel as as defensive linemen, they probably suffered the most of any position player when they didn't have those mini camps because they didn't have the opportunity to acclimate themselves physically. And you saw that kind of manifest when they were out there during the season. They they had little nicks and knacks and things that kept them out of the lineup. And so you, you have to be able to, to, to go out and, and, and feel as a defensive lineman those, those bumps and bruises. It, it's very difficult to just run out there in shorts and shirts and, and be effective playing defensive line. So I think for them, and not having those mental reps to go along with those bumps and bruises, that was really the biggest detriment to their first year. And I think you'll see a much improved uh, uh, play from, from both those young men because they'll have a year under their belt and they'll have that time on the field to really develop their, their craft and, and, and understand what's asked of them. It's a good point because we always focus on Isaiah Simmons not having an offseason. But to B-Train's point, Lucky Fotu or Shard Lawrence didn't have an offseason as well. Fotu played 11 games, had an ankle injury that cost him three other games. Lawrence, a calf injury, limited him to just nine games in their rookie season. I mean, they're exactly what you're looking for, run stuffers. I mean, just try to occupy space, try to get a little push up front and let the linebackers shoot the gaps. Hope to see a lot of those young defensive linemen this coming season. Bird Gang, you as well at State Farm Stadium. Single game tickets on sale now. Visit azcardinals.com slash game ticks. That's azcardinals.com slash game T-I-X. When we come back... The running game, another room that people have talked about this offseason. Where does it stand as we sit here at the end of May? It is the Cardinals Red Sea Report on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Case Edmonds in the backfield with Murray. Third down and one of the 29, four receiver set. 
Shotgun snap. It's a run play right side. Big hole Edmonds, 25-20. 10-5 touchdown. The inside zone being run, and Chase Edmonds found the hole and to the house, baby. 29-yard touchdown run on third down and one for Chase Edmonds. All four of Chase Edmonds' touchdowns at MetLife, 20 yards or longer. Is this the season for Chase Edmonds? He told Kyle Odegaard of azcardinals.com, quotes, it's now or never. Talking about the 2021 regular season because he is the guy. Kenyon Drake no longer on the roster. James Conner signed as a free agent. So those two guys. But if you hear GM Steve Keim and head coach Cliff Kingsbury talk about Chase Edmonds, they always talk about him as a starter. He can be a starter in this league, and it certainly sounds like he is going to be given every opportunity to be the starting running back for the Cardinals in 2021. As we welcome you back here to the Cardinals Red Sea Report, Craig Riolu, Mike Jarecki, and Bertram Berry. And, yes, it is a big year because MJ Edmonds – like a lot of these players, young players, entering a contract year. Contract year, and, and they bring in James Conner on a one-year deal. And, you know, he, again, I think they're looking at Chase Edmonds as your featured back, um, a guy that can is good in pass protection, can catch the ball in the backfield if you want to go three and four wide. And then when you get to the third and twos, fourth and ones, I think that's going to be Connor. And it's going to be interesting because we really don't talk about Kyler Murray because we know that he still wants to be a, a pocket passer or a guy that can be a dual quarterback. But I do think Rondell Moore is going to get some. Um, he's going to get some jet sweeps. He's going to get some screen passes, and so. And then I think Jonathan Ward. He's a guy that played on teams last year. I think he was. He had one touchdown late in the year. Um, and then you got Eno Benjamin, which to me, um, when you draft Rondell Moore, uh, he's going to be your kick returner and punt returner. I thought that's maybe an option that Eno Benjamin would have been able to get on the field. Chase Edmonds, 5'9", 210. A lot of people look at how he's built as far as can he be that 20-back or 20-carry running back, and it doesn't need to be a 20-carry running back. B-Train, what are your expectations for Chase Edmonds here this upcoming season? He better win a starting, he better win a starting job because he has every advantage over James Conner. He's younger, uh, he's, he's faster, he's more explosive, and he has a familiarity with his offense and the coaching staff. So all systems point to him being the guy. Now, what happens once you get into camp and, and will there be an open competition or will it be slightly tilted towards Chase Evans? I don't know, but I do believe that he has every advantage going into camp being is that he knows this, this team, he knows the lay of the team, and I think he should go out and, and, and win that starting job. He's shown that when given opportunities, he, he can make things happen with the ball and, of course, James Conner will have the opportunity to spell him. We know both are going to play. And so you're not asking uh, him to be a guy that's going to be out there for 30, 35 plays. You're asking him to go out there maybe 15, 20 plays and, and, and be really, really explosive. And I think that's the, that's the sweet spot as far as a number for Chase Edmonds. You mentioned James Conner. Let's hear from Conner when he was introduced to the media after signing with the Cardinals, looking at the offense and working with Chase Edmonds. I just think explosive. I mean, just the weapons that that, uh, that we have. Chase doing his thing already. And so, you know, I was watching film. I'm like, man, this dude, he can, he can ball. And I want to, you know, learn from him, be a part of it, and just get to work with him, with Chase. And so, you know, ain't no telling. I can't predict nothing, but I know what I can guarantee is I'm going to come in here and work day in and day out, put my head down and grind, and, you know, I'm in it for the long haul. So 
17-game season. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I do think, MJ, we will see a lot of Edmonds and Connor a lot. Maybe not together, and maybe even Edmonds as a wide receiver with Connor in the backfield, but I do think that one-two punch – that is going to be probably more prevalent. I know Kenyon Drake was big in, hey, the more carries I get, the deeper into the game I get, the better I am. I just don't know with Edmonds and Connor because their styles are too different and they're too different built as far as one, you know, running between the tackles and getting that short yardage. And then Chase Edmonds kind of be more in that speed running back that you might be able to, I wouldn't say 50-50, but it will be a, perhaps a plan to split the carries. Yeah, I agree with B training. I mean, he's he's got to win this job in camp. And, you know, the thing is, uh, when you start looking at, you know, he's a guy, as you mentioned, on the final year of his contract. But I, I anticipate he'll be the featured back, and then we'll just have to wait and see. Um, clearly, they want to run the football. It could come out 11 personnel, 12 personnel. And one thing that Pash alluded to, and if I'm not mistaken, that 29-yard run was up the middle. And, uh, and I think he had four 20-yard runs, and a lot of those were up the middle where – Nothing against Kenyon Drake. He's trying to bounce outside. You have to uh, allow your lineman to set up the block so you're, not, you're getting untouched. So that's what really incre- intrigues me with Chase Edmonds. And an overall running game that's more efficient from game one to game 17 and didn't have doesn't have that lull like we saw late in the year last season. And I think you'll see a lot of that with Chase Edmonds and James Conner. At least that is the hope. B-Train, always appreciate the insight. Uh, If you're not doing anything next Tuesday around the same time, uh, would you like to join us again? You know, I'm going to check my schedule and make sure it hasn't filled up, but I'm pretty sure I can see you guys. (laughs) What am I talking about? B-Train, a mainstay here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Special thanks to those behind the scenes, Senior Broadcast Manager and Producer Jim Omohundro, Technical Director Cody Fincher. For Bertram Berry, Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you in one week's time. The Cardinals Red Sea Report right here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Middle of the field of the end zone. Kirk, he got it. He's in. Touchdown. Buda Baker with the sack. Stripped the ball. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Oh, baby. The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown. Cardinals win. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. Oh.